The scripture we want to look at is from the book of Ruth, um, chapter 3, verse 18. And what we're going to look at was one of the most difficult things for me to do. I am basically a doer. I have a lot of emotional energy. And I entitled this waiting. It's not even a word we like. We wait a lot of times. We wait in line, maybe at the bank. We wait in line when we're getting groceries, waiting in line for transportation. All kinds of waiting in our life. Well, Ruth was the daughter-in-law of Naomi. And... Um, she was not a Jewish gal. She was from another country. And she was uh, came back to the home country of her mother-in-law. And because they were poor and they lost the right to their uh, inherited ground, so to speak, um, Ruth found herself uh, as a day laborer in a field. She wasn't paid, but she was picking up uh, what was left by the reapers and bringing it home so they would have something to eat. They're in very a poor situation. And um, the field she went to was a field of a man named Boaz, who was a relative of Naomi. And Naomi really saw the hand of God in all of this. And so she told Ruth to go at night to sleep at the feet of Boaz and to use part of his uh, robe or whatever as a covering over her. <clears throat> and what she was doing is she was claiming him as one who could, in a sense, redeem them from uh, the situation that they were in because he was a uh, major relative. And um, when Boaz awakened and realized that Ruth was there, he said he knew that she was a virtuous woman and he understood that she was asking him to redeem them in a sense, which would mean that he would marry her. And then the land of her father-in-law, who is now dead, uh, would be restored to his name. And so he said that he would uh, pursue this. Well, she goes back to Naomi and they didn't hear anything right away. You know, I mean, this was very important and she really wanted to hear. And Naomi said something to her. She said, Ruth, sit still, my daughter, until you know how the matter or the issue or the situation will turn out, will fall. And they'll literally turn out. See, 
the more that your situation and my situation is of great importance to our future, etc., the harder it is to wait. We want to know. We want instant whatever. And as we're waiting, we'll be tempted to become anxious or to worry about this thing that's out of my hands and it's in the hands of God, but also in the hands of a person. And what we need to do is to release that situation to God and to God's will and to trust Him. One of the things that is very important in this whole process is how can I balance my expectations? Because I have high hopes, I have high expectations. And when my expectations are not being met, it can be emotionally devastating. Uh, and someone shared a verse years ago, and when it came out, because I had a lot of expectations, I wanted things to happen quickly and so on. And it was Proverbs 13, 12. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. I never really looked up a tree of life um, exactly what that meant because this is one of those word pictures in Scripture, and it meant a lot to the people that read that. They knew exactly uh, the meaning of a tree of life. And I looked it up because I really wanted to know. And this expression, I'll read it to you, is a picture referring to temporal and spiritual renewal and refreshment. It's a picture of blessings, so to speak. So the question is, how can I balance my expectations? Because when I have hope and it doesn't happen, I'll crash. So how can I balance this? And this is a simple thing to do, but it isn't easy. The first part is easy. Make a list, you know, just a list of all the reasons you think this should happen. Why I should get this job, why I should... Uh, be able to move here or whatever. Make a list. For every positive statement on that list, on the other side, make a list, a list of reasons why this could be negative. Now, that's not real easy. But if you do that, you know, if it, if it did happen, what could be a negative thing about this statement? If the list is equal on both sides, then you will see that the expectations are balanced. If it happens, there's all of this positive stuff. If it doesn't happen, there's some good things that can come of it by it not happening. Then I can pray. And I wrote a little prayer. 
and it, it's it's a prayer we've looked at a lot and it's father your will be done not mine lord i give this to you and i will sit still and wait on the lord to see how this will turn out psalm uh, 78 verse 7 it says that they might set their hope in God and what I've learned is don't set your hope in circumstances father I will trust you because you see my whole life and how this will affect my life purpose. I give this situation to you. And I know what happens is within your will for my life, for my family, and for my purpose. And I'm going to rest in that. You are sovereign. You're on the throne, and I know that you love me, and the scripture says you only give good gifts. So even a no can be a good gift. I could give you many illustrations of things that I wanted to happen that didn't happen. Then after a while, I look back, and I was thankful that they didn't happen because there was something better that had not come up yet but something better down the road, that this would have kept me from something better. And God knows what is coming into my life. I've said this many times, and I'll say it again. Trust Him. Trust God for the circumstances. Trust God for the situations that you're in. And trust Him to handle it according to His will. And when it's according to His will, and, and just waiting on the Lord, you will find that it's always a blessing. Bless you. Maybe right now you're going to have to wait on the Lord.